Hi everybody, this is Robin Willis, and welcome to another edition of Expat Stories, where we present tales about life in Expatria, a place where home really is where the heart is. This episode's storyteller is Pat Gerke, and was recorded on March 21st, 2013, in Barcelona, Spain. In the autumn of 1956, in communist Poland, in, in Warsaw, there was a labor uprising. And then in communist Hungary, in Budapest, as a, there was what started as a demonstration of solidarity that escalated. And the Soviets took it as an opportunity to make an example. And there was, so violence erupted in the streets. It's called, what the Hungarians call it the Hungarian Revolution even though nothing truly, there was no actual revolution. It, it, the, the Soviets squashed the uprising dramatically. And my very young grandma, very young husband was murdered in, in, the, in the revolution. And my grandma was six months pregnant with my mother. And my, my grandmother's family was very worried because they didn't want any harm coming to their family. And so my grandma was in a sense cast out into the street they basically got her on a plane to Canada. She spoke no English or French, but she had a cousin that lived there. She, get, she arrives in Canada. She manages to find her cousin, but her cousin can't put her up. They're poor immigrants themselves, but they have a cousin of a cousin that has, there's a, there's a little Hungarian community in this little podunk town in eastern Washington. So they put her on a train from eastern Canada to eastern Washington all the way across the continent. She shows up to people she has never met, never seen. They take her in. A few months later, my, my mother is born. And um, the hospital was essentially a house. Like, I went and visited. It's a house. This really, really small town. A few years later, who I call my grandpa um, was in the Merchant Marines for Hungary. They call it Jumping Ship, where they had their leave. He walked off the ship, requested asylum. He declared himself, uh, you know, um, in exile and started living in Portland went and visited this community up in Washington, met my mother and my, and, my, and my grandmother. My mother was like three or so. Neither of them had really spoken any English, started courting. They got married. They had another kid. They moved down to Portland. And that's where my family started and, and exists. I have, I have only one aunt. I have one cousin. I have a very, very, very small family. And my grandparents tried very, very hard to assimilate themselves into the American lifestyle. They wanted to be good Americans, as they would say. They learned, they learned English. They, they tried to t- partake in all the American customs. So much so that neither of my aunt or my mother speak Magyar, which is Hungarian. Um, and so then you have, so you have my mother, and you have this really small, really small family. And my, my, my father's family didn't really approve not so many words that my father was dating a poor immigrant and all that. And, and so I didn't really have a family on that side. So basically my family is very, very, very small. And so my mother doesn't understand why her child wants to leave it. This is, this is her family. This is all that she knows. This is, there, there is no, but nowhere else. Like if, if I move away, like she has never seen a cousin, she's never met, you know, this is, this is her world. And so her oldest son says, I'm going to move across to the other side of the world. And she doesn't, she doesn't get it. And she's very, very upset about it. But 
um, part, so part of living in Spain, you're gonna you're gonna end up on a bus ride or two, and you're gonna have hours of just of just Spanish farmland rolling past your window, and there's something to that that lends itself to introspection, where you you kind of start thinking about where you are, what you're doing. You have nothing else to do. You're just it's just fields. And not too long ago, I was on a bus ride like this, and I began to realize that it wasn't foreign to me anymore. Like this foreign land is familiar to me. And when I think back on America, it seems foreign to me now. I called my mother not too long ago, and it was her morning, and she was stopping at a, a, a coffee drive-through to get a coffee on her way to work. And it just, it blew my mind. I couldn't process that anymore. It was part of my upbringing, part of my life, but now it's foreign to me. So Spain has become my home. And so I don't know what that makes America to me anymore. Um, but, you know, I can count, I'm, I'm 31 years old, and I've spent almost all of it within just a couple kilometers of where I was born and my entire family lived. And here I find myself on the other side of the, the world, different language, different culture, and never before for me have things seemed so uncertain. I came from this solid family with, a, you know, everything was very remote and compact. And now I'm in this strange world and I have no idea what's going on, you know, but at the same time, things feel very concrete to me. Um, you know, I, I have no idea. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what, I don't know what next year, next month, next, I don't know what lies before me. All I know is that I keep moving forward with the certainty that everything feels right, that it feels like I'm going in the right direction. I know it because I'm happy. I am happier than I can ever remember being. And, you know, part of it, part of it is, you know, the, the, the bountiful sunshine and, and riding my bike through all these, these windy farm roads. But it, it's more than that. It's, it's, um, it's that there's this, and then you go through this immersion and you, you find all these things about yourself, but you also start finding things about the people around you. I, I have seen my wife in a, such a different light. I've seen strength and resolve that I didn't see in America. And it has brought us together. It has grown. It, our relationship has grown and our love is fortified by, by these pressures around us. And, and that isn't to say that everything is, is, is wonderful. Things are great, but at the same time, things are very scary and very very alarming and confusing and baffling and I've spent more nights than I could care to count staring at my ceiling wide awake in the middle of the night, my stomach churning, wondering just what have I gotten myself into. <laughs> but it's also, it's, it's beautiful and it's exhilarating. You find, you, you're, you've, I have found myself in ways that I didn't, I couldn't have found if I hadn't stepped out of that comfort zone. And so I'm on this bus, and I can see this. I can see the city on the horizon, and I can see the the spire of the Salamanca Cathedral approaching. And and Salamanca has this really pink sandstone that glints in the sun, and as it approaches on the horizon, and I realize that it's never rung so true to me that that home is where the heart is, yeah. right. and I am home. And my mom is starting to understand that. That was Pat Gerke, who is an editor, programmer, 
and motion graphics designer living with his wife in Salamanca, Spain. For more information and stories, go to expatstories.org. That's expat with an X. Music by Three Lake Torso. And thanks for listening.